Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Dark, a podcast about the CW's Riverdale that is taped after dark and then released after dark, and you can't listen to it in the daylight. That's not how no, it it's works. It's like a vampire of podcasts. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And welcome back to Riverdale Season 4, everybody. Woo-woo. Here we are, back at it, kicking it off. How I've missed this. I have missed this, too, though, of course, this is a very different episode to kick things off. Now, usually, we do have fun on this podcast, don't we? We yep. do have our fun. We do have fun. Uh, this episode, not not fun, but not a much more serious subject. Well, I will. It's just you never see television like this. Like no. the the show, it, the characters are going through some heavy emotional stuff in this episode. Also, it feels like the actors and the show itself. This is yeah. in memoriam to Luke Perry, who died and played Fred Andrews. And this episode is a testament to both the actor and the character, which is, you don't see that very often. No, um, I mean, thank God you don't see it very often. Right, but even when a, yeah. an actor di- or someone dies on a show, the actor in real life dies, they don't quite do it this way. This is such a love letter to him mm-hmm. that it, like, to your point, it'd be impossible to go through this episode the way we do the other ones, like dealing with the, all the theories and everything, because right. it's not about that. This is truly just like a beautifully made uh, character study of our main characters and this uh, person that the show has lost. Yeah, well, uh, just to establish, you guys probably figured it out, but we're going to be talking about Chapter 58 in Memoriam, which is the Season 4 premiere. Uh, there are events that happen in this episode that are going to reverberate throughout the season and presumably seasons past there as well, because they're certainly not going to let this go. They're not going to let this be a one-off. Next week is going to be almost the more traditional premiere of the show as they get into the regular craziness. They're going to be dealing with the farm. They're going to be dealing with senior year of high school, a lot of things going on. Um, But this is the episode that deals with both the death of Luke Perry and the character Fred Andrews, which mean very different things in very different ways, though they ultimately bring them together in a very nice way. Uh, I do want us to talk through the plot. I do want us to talk through the episode because there's so many wonderful uh, moments throughout. But, Justin, I think you just touched on this. Pete, what was your overall impression of the episode? Well, first off, uh, I bawled my eyes out uh, numerous times during this episode. It was uh, so touching, so beautifully done, especially the ending um, I was really proud with how this was done. I was, I felt good about television. I was really impressed with how they handled this, the different ways they uh, did tributes to not only Luke Perry, but uh, you know 
the dad character that he played. And um, I was just, I was completely blown away. And like through my uh, tears, I was smiling uh, at the end and, and felt really glad that um, uh, Luke Perry was on Riverdale and mm-hmm. we got to kind of see him and do, uh, have this kind of last uh, hurrah with him. Now, when you were smiling through your tears, were the tears going into your mouth? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. No. Oh, were you wow. eating your tears? Yeah, no. drinking them. Because salt water, you can't drink that. Yeah. Too much saline. What I really liked about this episode, what I really appreciated about this episode, by all reports, Luke Perry loved being on Riverdale. Like, he he loved it. He enjoyed it. He, to the teen cast, he was a real father figure offset. Um, He had the experience being on a teen show. He was able to work them through it work them through this sudden rise in fame. And they all seem incredibly well-adjusted for it. And I think a large part that has to do with him. For the adult cast, they all clearly loved him as well. He was beloved on the show, but he also loved the show. And I think if they had done an episode that was just a straight-up tribute to Luke Perry, it wouldn't have worked as well, and it also wouldn't have been true to his memory. Instead, what they did that I thought was so wonderful and so lovely is that they kept it an episode of Riverdale, which is what I was not expecting. And what I mean by that is there's still noir elements throughout. There's weird dream sequences. There's a creepy mortician. There's... uh, Archie makes mistakes and weird choices like throughout the episode, driven completely by emotions. He backtracks instantly when he has another emotion. Yeah. But it it felt like a real kids like high school kids mourning process if their father were to die and like it was it it archie's the way archie that we make fun of archie for being like so simple a lot and i think that played perfectly in this episode because he was dealing with something so big and you retreat and react simply when you do that and so we got to see him do that and it felt super on this is i for all of the actors i cannot imagine how they tackled this, how they went into set it every day and did this episode, just feeling like you are trying to channel this motion, you're trying to do your job, but this is somebody you knew and loved. But more than anybody, K.J. Appa is the hero of this episode, that he carries so much of it on his back, carries so much of the emotional weight. The work that he does in this episode, he... He is the viewer in a certain way, is the way that I took it, is because most of us didn't know Luke Perry in real life, our in is knowing him as Fred Andrews in Riverdale, and that's what K.J. Appa, as the character Archie, walks us through. He walks us through those feelings until ultimately, not to spoil the end, but he holds in crying the entire episode until the last shot. And that's when he lets go. That's when he loses it. That's that cathartic release. And it's the same thing for us as the viewers. Yeah. I held it until the end. Did you? I uh, got Not cheer- that it's a contest. I'm just curious. I know. Before the show, these guys were like, who cried more? And I was like, it's not about that. But we are going to weigh our tears because I collected mine in a little glass jar. <laughs> you didn't we're gonna cry weigh. as much as I did. We'll never know because you drank all your tears. Weird. <laughs> We gotta measure your belly. How much bigger did yeah, your belly? Yeah, we gotta get? measure your tear belly. You were like, watched it at work and said you were sad. You didn't even say you cried. Oh, I'm gonna cry at my desk. Well, fucking yeah. If you're a real man, you would do that. A real man? That's you right. want to have a man contest <laughs> <laughs> about this teen show yeah. that we cry over? Yeah, yeah I'll tell you what. Uh, I don't, if you I, were a man, you would cry more at this teen <laughs> show. Yeah, is right. what you basically just that's said. Right. I, I like your it. non-traditional uh, gender roles. Thanks, yeah. man. I, I will t- I'll tell you what. The first time I watched it through, and I don't want to say that I cried more than you, Pete, but the episode is 42 minutes long. I think I was crying for 38 minutes straight. Yeah. It's very, I was like angry crying, too. It's like, very on Alex to time his crying, <laughs> I will say. Uh, I feel a tear coming and stopwatch go. Yeah. Tick, 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 tear, tick, 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 tear. This is... To talk about this seriously, I was curious because I was so apprehensive going to this episode. I was very nervous about it. I I put it off for as long as I could. Right. But I think people thought, how can they handle this? How can Riverdale handle this? So even while I was watching it, I kept thinking like, okay, when, how how is this going to end? How is this going to resolve? As soon as the phone rang, 
Yeah. Uh, for Archie's phone rang. I was like, no, don't pick up the phone. Yeah. Oh. That's well, how you avoid bad news in real life. Well, too. let's jump into it because I think one of the other masterful things that Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa does with this episode, the way that he structures it, is it starts as a normal episode yeah. of Riverdale. Yeah, very yeah. smart. Everyone's being, uh, well, let's get into it. They're being their normal selves. Bughead in full effect. I oh, love yeah. Jughead took the summer and got some writing done. Yeah, yep. some real writing Some real done. writing done. And he writes on, like, parchment paper, basically. Like I guess that, so. I is, assume he prints it out from the slot in the back of his laptop. It just pops <laughs> out of there. Exactly. Uh, by the way, this is a little bit of a hint for the future. We're going to find out more about this next episode. But the great story that he wrote is about the Gargoyle King. Yes. Uh, and he's going to get accepted into a prep school with a full ride off of this amazing story. Wow. So it checks out. A lot of writing for Jughead this episode. He is tasked with writing the uh, obituary yeah. for Fred Anders later, and it definitely feels like that's the focus for him. A lot of sweet bughead moments. Obviously, we know they're going to be broken up later. What uh, the fuck are you talking Varchie about? Don't just here. slip that in while we're trying to have a nice moment. I'm here. not. I'm talking about the show. And like, you if you know, look at you them, are injecting bullshit. It's not bullshit. Don't fuck with me. This is a pure episode. Let's just try. Is, to I, I will say. I will say. I uh, talked to some of the cast and crew back at New York Comic Con, and they did say all of the couples are going to be steady at least through the mid-season finale. Yes, interesting. So there you go. Past that, everybody's going to break up. So mid-season. So that's how. Oh. <laughs> start the time repeat. That's how long you have to be happy. Uh, great. Cool. I'm glad I get a little little time. Also, it was like they just had one shot of like Kevin running with his dad while Jughead was doing his voiceover. I thought that was real nice. I yeah. like that too, particularly because his dad was so absent for him yeah. last season in a very yeah. uh, I trying don't think, time. I, what <laughs> trying time when he had his organs stolen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so now they're running together. Well, real nice to have your dad around and be like, "Hey, man, maybe don't give your organs to some shady organization." Yeah, yeah but it's all right now because they're all back together. And I yeah. do think beyond what this first sequence does is the wrong way to say this is sucker us in, but the, it sets us up so that we're like, okay, we're watching an episode of Riverdale. We know in the real world the circumstances of watching this, but you start to think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe things are regular. Maybe things are normal. So that again, through that lens of Archie, when eventually he does get the call, it hits us as hard as it hits him. And let yeah. me just to take your statement, like it really lulls us into a sense of normalcy. Is what you're saying? Yes. And there's a scene in here of Cheryl talking to her dead twin brother. <laughs> yes. And you're like, finally, normal. Ah, uh, like a warm bath. Yeah. Cheryl talking to a corpse in her room. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, Jason. Get real bloated. Yeah, not looking oh, good. Oh, come for on, guys. Now, later on in the episode, we in the dream sequence, yeah. Trevor Steins actually shows up in his non bloated, non dubby form, and it was nice to see him like that. Yeah, it was nice to see him. Uh, that, I will say, uh, I understand why they did it. That was the one wrong note in the entire episode for me. What's that? Uh, seeing a dead body in this tribute episode, that to me felt just kind of icky and weird. The, j- the Jason Jason's Blossom. at the beginning? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I didn't. I thought it was just like the little taste of like, don't worry, we're going to do the crazy (laughs) shit. Like this episode is about a specific thing, but we're going to start the episode with Cheryl having a normal conversation with her brother and getting furious that they're having a parade. Right. Uh, So she's mad. uh, Just to give this a little bit of context. Yes. We're skipping over the fact that Veronica wanted to stay in bed all day. And Archie was like, uh, no, we should do stuff. And I was like, <laughs> Archie, stay in bed, man. Uh, no, he's got to get his sit-ups in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Cheryl, just to give this a little bit of context, uh, as most viewers know, Riverdale kicked off on July 4th with the murder of Jason Blossom. It turns out they haven't had a 4th of July parade Which is since nice. then. Which is nice. To honor the Blossom family, everybody now is like, it's been three years. Get over it, Cheryl. It's not a big deal. It's just Four brother. years, I think they said. Well, uh, we love, they love parades. In Riverdale. Yeah, they love parades in Riverdale. Uh, I also loved, again, with the sense of normalcy, having the core four building this float, having a good time doing it, and having Cheryl march up and start yelling at them. Oh, yeah. That happens every single season finale. <laughs> like, yeah. it's a very consistent season finale thing to do. So, again, it feels like, okay, this is a normal episode of Riverdale. But yeah. also, like, Cheryl rolling in this red lowrider. That was unbelievable. That was a cool car. It was yeah. great. Uh, the other thing that happens here that I want to call out, the director of the episode, Gabriel uh, Coria, I think that's how you pronounce his name, mm-hmm. he's directed a couple of episodes of Riverdale. He's been an assistant director on a couple. 
There's some really beautiful shots of Americana that he puts throughout yeah. here. And that starts with this shot of syrup on pancakes. And to me, that also feels like beyond giving this an elevated sense of really we've put as much time and precision in this as possible. It's recentering the entire show right here at the beginning of the season that things went as predictably insanely over the top in season three with the Gargoyle King, with the farm, with everything that's going yeah. on. They've promised and they've said that, no, we're going to go back to that sense of season one. We're clearing the slate. We're getting back to the sense of what this was, which is Riverdale is this slice of America where something has gotten rotten in the core. Yeah. And that is... Despite all the real world things, despite uh, what we're about to get into, that is the sense that you get with this episode and uh, made me excited about the season to watch it going forward. Uh, I thought you were going to say that, you know, it was really well shot and the shirtless shot of Archie, you know, with the, you know, sky in the background. I I thought that's what you were going to do. I don't know how I don't know how he got all six abs in focus. (laughs) (laughs) That's not easy. He has 16. That's why I'm saying it's just he rolled right up on him. Well, but that's also. Uh, that's a very clear shot. That's his hero shot, right? Like that's right before this all goes down. That's recentering Archie as the hero of the show, or at least of this episode. Um, and so we see Cheryl. Cheryl confronts them. They're all having. Uh, they're in pops hanging out. We get a joke about the bear. Like uh, yeah. Jughead's like, "Yeah, bear. Archie's fought all the bears." Yeah. And that sort of clears the deck of all the sort of like. Riverdale's crazy. Everyone's cool. Everyone's laughing about everything. Mm-hmm. And then Archie gets the phone call. Literally right then. Yeah. To find out that uh, his father was uh, had pulled over beside the road to help someone, and he got hit by a car. Yeah, and the way that they film this, they don't tell it immediately. Uh, he falls down. The camera cants on an angle. It changes everything that happens after that. Uh, horrible. Just gut-wrenching immediately for that point. Like, that was... The point where I started crying. Yeah, yep. there it is. Yeah, yeah. saying that's when the stopwatch yeah, started. I hit start on my stopwatch. Cry. He was like, just swallowing his tears. Get a straw, just pulling them right out of his eyes. Recycle those tears, man. Yeah, definitely. No, it's true. That that was the point where I was like, oh no, oh yeah, dude, here it comes. Yeah. But I gotta say, they did such a good job. They they dropped out the music in this Mm -hmm. whole next section, Mm -hmm. and everything was. It felt like the actors were sitting around telling stories about uh, about their lost friend and actor, while at the same time the characters were doing that. Uh, It was very direct, heartfelt, earnest. The pacing was so much more. It was so much slower than the usual Riverdale pace, where we get to actually sit in these scenes and emotions. I thought that really made it. Sharing stories, like yeah. it yeah. just like just really sat in it and Man. just bawling every story. I was like, well, oh, yeah. so so. There's a scene before. Correct me if I'm wrong about the order, but there's a scene before to your point where it reminded me. This episode is very different, but this scene in particular reminded me a lot of uh, Buffy the Body, which had no musical score to it, uh, where they're just sitting and talking through the details. Veronica says, "Don't worry, I'm going to pay for everything." Yeah, and. It's this business that they're going through that you have to go through for these sort of things. But everything, Archie is in the middle of it. He's sitting there pretty much silent, just not sure what to do because this is not a situation that he knows how to tackle. Mm -hmm. He can't punch it. He can't solve a mystery. He can't reverse it. That's what he tries to do over the course of the episode, tries to treat it like a regular Riverdale mystery, but that's not how it works. Uh, And then we get into that uh, storytelling scene in the backyard. The one that really got me that I thought was so sweet and so sad was uh, Betty's story about the day that Fred Andrews was her dad. Yeah. Which killed me. Are you okay, Pete? Stay hydrated. Pete, stay hydrated. Drink some water. (laughs) Um, I love this section also because each of the stories felt like an Archie comic. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like a a 10-page comic you'd find in like a double digest as well. So it it kept us in the Americana and the like comic book history of all of this while also being totally present. Well, to your point, the other thing that I think really worked about it where... I think this was the scene where I felt like, okay, we're going to be okay with this episode. This episode is going to do it the right way because Betty's story and Jughead's story and everybody else's story, I think any lesser screenwriter, you would get Betty telling the story, but really it's be Lily Reinhardt's story about Luke Perry right. with a veiled metaphor. This was definitely a story about Betty Cooper. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, and I think 
again, that's what worked about it, is that it kept it in this world of Riverdale. We yeah. know what's happening on the outside. We're feeling it on the outside, but it keeps us in the episode the entire time. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved when, you know, Archie got up and was like, I, I can't, guys. You know, like that was that was it was really cool. Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's a great acting job throughout from KJ Appa. All of it makes sense with the character of Archie, and that also centered, centers it on the big thing in the episode that everybody, and not just his friends, but everybody in the town is there for Archie all episode long. There's this sense of togetherness that's been missing from the show for a really long time yeah. because everybody has been off on their own crazy missions to bring them to act yeah. together. You're reminded... These people do care about each other in the middle of all yeah. of this. Yeah, and they come together in times of crisis. Um, moving forward, we get uh, Archie has this dream sequence where he sees his grandfather downstairs. Yeah, uh, and that, it's, that was crazy. It was, it was pretty scary. When it yeah. started, though, it sounded like it was like a young Archie and his dad. And I thought maybe we were going to get like a flashback scene where Archie in this dream was going to see like sweet moments with his dad growing up. And I was nervous because I was like already crying. I was like, I can't handle you this. You can't cry twice at the same time. Yeah. Now, <laughs> can't the, double cry. Yeah, it was definitely like double, triple crying. By yeah, the did time you start crying out of the back of your head? Because that's just called sweating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, crying oh. out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> crying tears right up back, but, back into your eyes. Uh, but I just, every time I thought they were going to take a wrong step with it, they took a right step. Yeah. Uh, this a uh, little note about this that I thought was kind of interesting uh, and a really fascinating historical structural thing is we see Artie Andrews, who is Archie's grandfather and Fred's father. The last time we saw him, I believe, was the episode where Fred Andrews got shot and he was hallucinating his family members himself. Yeah. So there's a real parallel going on there between the two episodes, uh, yeah. which, again, keeps it in the plot of the show and feels consistent to the show. Uh, and the other thing this episode did very, very well is even when it didn't 100% make sense for the plot of the show, which that's okay because it's Riverdale, it made sure that everybody was there who was in the cast and present. And that was the thing that, to me, was the clearest tribute to Luke Perry. Like this yeah. scene, you see Hal Cooper in the background. You see Trevor Steins as Jason. Everybody Blum. showed up for Everybody yeah. shows up. Yeah. Penelope is there. Everybody is there in the room. And then later on, we'll get to this in a moment, but in the parade... All the rest of the cast is out there Ugh. waiting. Uh, and it made sure exactly how I would imagine that Luke Perry would have liked that everybody was involved and everybody was kind of coming together for this one thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Archie wakes up from this dream sequence and decides he has to get the body, get his father's yes. body. Oh, in, in the meeting previously, uh, which we didn't mention, the body is not going to be brought back until, I believe, July 6th. Yeah. Uh, and they briefly have a discussion of, oh, can we get it back sooner? And they said no, because uh, they're going to be closed. We can't bring it back any quicker than that. Yeah, because uh, he died upstate. Yes. Uh, so he, and this is, I thought this was a great choice. It gives Archie and uh, the core gang a mission um, right. that uh, they have to go and quest on, which is what the Riverdale is all about. Reggie happens to have a hearse on lock. Yo, uh, Reggie rolling through with the hearse. Uh, which was great. It does, and I thought this was good. They didn't speak to it, but it feels like Reggie's still angry at yes. uh, Archie yeah. and Veronica specifically. And I thought they played that super well. Reggie was like, yeah, we've had it for a long time. It's yours. Take it. But I'm still angry at you because I love Veronica. Yeah, and the other thing that is a subtle but omnipresent thing is Reggie is wearing his football jacket the entire time. Yeah. Which is also very much a recentering for Reggie in terms of being the high school bully, being the high school jock who goes around in his football jacket. Uh, and I think we're going to see more of that in the season. Yeah, I think, uh, to your point, I think we talked about this before, we're going to get more high school things mm -hmm. uh, back again, more football, and I'm excited about that. I think that'll be good. Yeah, so it's great that they layered in these little hints, these little teases, these little notes in this episode, because it also, in the structure of the season, would have felt strange if you had one episode that was off and totally different, and then you went into almost a second season premiere. Instead, without having seen the next episode, it does feel like they figured out a way to keep that isolated, but connected at the same time. Yeah, and I think the, the next scene I thought did this really well, too. Um, where it kept a little bit of like the funny moments of Riverdale in this super heavy, heartfelt episode. 
Archie, uh, they go to get the body. They won't release the body mm-hmm. um, at the funeral home where uh, Fred oh, died. Yeah, this was hilarious. And he, so he calls his, Archie calls his mom, and he, she's like, aren't you upstairs? What? Yeah. How are you in a different town? Yeah. And Archie's like, uh, Mom, they won't give me the body. Something about me being underage? And it's like, yes, of course. Sears <laughs> lets people walk in and be like, can I have that body? I like the and way I thought he that just was, said the words underage. Like, he doesn't understand what that means. Truly. Yeah. And I thought it was well, just. Well, to be fair, they were sitting in the backyard drinking beers, I think, earlier yeah. On that day, and nobody seemed to care. So, and, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it keeps totally. sort of the 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 weirdness of of Riverdale, the show, in this episode without it upsetting the balance of the the mm-hmm. sadness. And it was, was really well, just it was well a done. Classic mom moment where she was like, "Put whoever's in charge on the phone." Yeah. Now. Well, and it you was got the same lawyer thing. mom, like, taking care of business. That was right, great. and it was the same thing with the mortician, too, who wasn't quite at the level of Dr. Colonel Jr., mm-hmm. but his delivery was so slightly off on everything that also felt very consistent with Riverdale and very consistent with these side characters they throw in that are like, hey, you're a weirdo from upstate. Cool. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but like then Pete. we get another moment that completely broke my heart uh, yeah. where... Archie is supposed to go in and see the body. He can't do it, so he sends Betty and Veronica in I was, in I was so angry at that. Really? Why? Because you can't do it, but then you send your two friends to do it, and then when they come out, he was like, was it him? And they're like, yeah, it was him. Yeah, but was it? Like, you can't question somebody oh, you no. didn't no. have enough gall to go and do, and then you're going to attack them. Like, well, was it really that? So I, I'm going to tell you, let me tell you a real story, right? Uh, my grandmother died, and at her funeral, they a couple of my family members went in to, I, I don't think it was identify her, but whatever it was, like, basically. Yeah, like, it is identifying, but yeah. you, it's not like there's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But you do have to do So that. they went to do that, and then there were, I was like, no, I'm good. I don't want to. Thank you very much. Uh, and then the same thing, as we were about to go to bury her in the back of the hearse, they were like, do you, you want to see her? And again, I was like, no, I, I don't, because I really did not want to see my grandmother that way, see her lying still. I'm honestly terrified of the very thought of death at all. But there was also a part of me that feels like Archie feels in that scene where I was like, by not seeing her, I could believe that it's not true, right? right? That my grandmother had not actually passed away. There's a part of me that's like, well, I didn't see the body. It, it, it didn't happen. And i that's why that moment felt true to me is that this entire episode, Archie is fighting against the realization that his father is never going to come back, ever. And yeah. he's going through all these different stages of grief as he deals with it. And this one is denial. Yeah, it felt so true to being a, a kid or being a teenager and, and facing it. Or even an adult, really. Like, being like, hold on to that little bit of hope. Like, are you sure? Is it him? Like, and not be, I don't. I understand your point. You're like, don't. But... It felt very on to be in that position and being the person who's like, w- is it real? What's happening? And not being in control of your emotions. Yeah, I see what they were trying to do, but I just thought it was like a classic Archie like move where he's not taking responsibility and he's avoiding things. Uh, and not I love that stuff. it was Betty and Veronica. I love that they held yeah. hands when they walked up. Like it was yeah. really great. well. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, I don't have any knowledge of their side of the process or anything like that. But there were a couple of moments in this episode where it truly felt like people were not acting. And that, to me, was one of those moments. And I I think that came from the way Lily Reinhardt was crying in that scene. It didn't... When you see acting crying, it's like tears just start running down people's faces. Their faces scrunch up. You don't usually hear, like, sniffing, (laughs) necessarily. And there was something about that that... That scene truly completely broke my heart while I watched it. Yeah. Now let's move on and talk yeah. about more of the episode. So there's this fun scene next where, um, uh, well, no, they go to the uh, pick up the truck. And uh, I had forgotten yeah. about the Shannon Doherty uh, role on the show, yeah, which I thought was, until it happened, I thought was great. Shannon Doherty plays the woman who uh, Fred Anders had stopped to help if she was in car trouble. Um, and super emotional moment here and uh, building up to a prayer that they all share. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's they talk d- about a role first because 
There's that, little pieces of information that are rolled out throughout the episode about what happened to Fred. First, we hear that he's died in a hit and run. Then we find that, that he stopped to help somebody on the hot side of the road. And then ultimately, Shannon Doherty's character reveals, which, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> sets Fred's legacy for the rest of the show, is that... She was on the side of the road. Nobody was stopping to help her. Fred stopped to help her. An out-of-control driver came out of nowhere, and he pushed her out of the way to safety to save her life and ultimately got hit by the hit-and-run driver himself. And though Archie rejects it as first, what this does is, A, it feels very true to Fred, him sacrificing his life completely for somebody else, but it also centers him as a hero for the rest of time. And I think... That made sense for Luke Perry. It makes sense for Fred Andrews. It makes sense for all the direction of the show. It makes what sense we... for Archie. Yes. Like, I think going forward now, he's going to have... That's going to be the thing. He's like, my father died a hero. I'm going to do whatever it takes yeah. to exactly. do whatever that, which, they did. And he kind of says that later. But, like, also, I kept... Like you said, I kept waiting for Archie to break and start crying because I was bowing my eyes out. And I thought it was going to be when he gets behind the wheel of his dad's truck, you know? Like, there's his dad's stuff, and now he's just alone in the car. They thought it was going to do it. And then this lady pulls up, and he's like, who are you? And I'm like, oh, God, Archie, don't attack this lady, because maybe she was the one that didn't run. But also, what a cool move to get Sharon Doherty, who is his real-life friend, and they did yeah. two and all, and all that stuff together. Like, what a classy move. To like have that come full circle like that was really yeah. just similar to the real emotion that people are feeling throughout the show, or at least I would assume they were feeling throughout the show um, that breaks through even that acting. I think the, both the prayer and the yeah. funeral to me felt like the very specific saying goodbye to Luke Perry, not Fred Andrews. Definitely. The yeah. prayer, I was like, this is so out of place in like a teen drama. Yeah. That it definitely felt like something. And they did the whole thing. They didn't start it and then cut away. No. They did the whole thing from start to finish. And I think I that mean, was a beautiful shot, too. Of yeah. Like, oh. No. Yeah. And I think it was a purposeful sort of breaking of the reality of the show yes. uh, meant to sort of cut through and be like, no, no, we're praying for our friend and we have his old friend. We're taking in the entire history of Luke Perry's life and career and we are getting to see that played out in this prayer. And I thought that was a very uh, well done way to break the fourth wall without ruining the story of the episode. I agree. So, which is really difficult, I think. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, the, uh, the gang uh, heads to another diner. These kids love... Diners. Uh, who doesn't yes. love a diner? They do not want any <laughs> other type of food. They're not going to get sushi. They want pancakes. Yeah. Come on, man. That would be interesting, Comfort though, food. if they're like sitting at a sushi restaurant. If they were like, should we do Thai or Indian? Yeah. I know oh. of an Ethiopian place if you want to do some dips. <laughs> uh, dip, 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 dip. Uh, so then Archie. Uh, Learns from FP calls and has the... Oh, uh, FP, what are you doing? Don't call Archie and give him all this fucking information. Well, but I think this is... I mean, he, he has to do this, sort of, I think. That's the way they operate. But also, Archie, as we saw with Shannon Doherty, his first jump is to go right to anger. Right. And same thing happens here. He gets the name. He runs to uh, what I guess is a phone booth, uh, where they have a <laughs> phone in it and a, a book of phone numbers. So that's like a large cell phone that's in a box? Is yeah, that the way I works? guess so. And there's a book... Which is, I guess, like a contact list that they publish. I will, they don't uh, still make phone books. Do, do they, they print that out of the back of Jughead's laptop? Yeah, or? it doesn't feel that okay. way. Because um, I was like, wait, what year is this? Well, there was a phone booth back in uh, what was it, uh, Man in Black? Yeah, when there they are were, phone when they were walking along the road. No, I tracks. know there's still phone booths, but I don't think there's still phone books. Is my point. If there were no phone booths, where would Superman change? Great point. Um, I will say. In where I'm from, they still deliver phone books every year, and no one no ever shit. opens. By them. where are you from? You mean Brooklyn? Yeah, no, I mean where uh, my family lives. Oh, okay. Like we get way phone, way, upstate. way upstate where they don't have cell phone service sometimes. Um, so he gets this. He goes to the house. He kicks the door open. Almost. Oh, well, sorry, you didn't explain though that what FP tells. Oh, him. so FP tells him that um, they they have the name of the person that hit Fred. It was a hit and run. They uh, arrested the guy, yeah. but he made bail and left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Archie tracks him down. He's probably going to kill the guy. Yeah. He slams it against the wall. He it's punches great. the wall. Oh, it's awesome. It's, it's not awesome though. It feels great. awful because I was watching that, and you know. 
Archie's making a mistake. He's only making the situation worse by doing this, as he always does. Yeah. But this is where he hits this decision point. As he's talking to the guy, he's like, why'd you do it, huh? Why'd you hit and run? Yeah. Why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? This kid comes out and is like, stop, stop beating up my dad. I did it. Yeah. And it turns out he was an unlicensed driver. His dad turned himself in to protect his son. They hug again. I started sobbing at this point. Archie looks over. And this, to me, this is the decision point. This is where the episode changes. This is where Archie changes. This is where he realizes he needs to change his behavior in the long run. Yeah. And it just puts on a point of, like, fathers and sons. Accidents happen. like, And you feel... Our rage watching dissipates, as Archie's does, because we're like, we don't need to know a secret subplot about why Fred Andrews was killed. It was an accident, and we see it, and we're like, you almost feel bad for being, like, hungry for revenge the same way Archie is. And I think that's such a, again, I feel like we've been only complimenting this episode, but, like, the way that they upset the narrative structure of a normal episode of Riverdale by being like, no, this is just what happens to people. And you have to learn to adjust to that like we're seeing Archie do in this episode. That was great. I just really related to Archie's rage in that moment, and I was impressed with how quickly it dissipated because (laughs) when you're that worked up, you know, and then a kid jumps out and was like, it was me. I was surprised that Archie didn't grab the kid. Really? And just well, shake him a so little bit. He, the shake kid, him. Well, what just, are you about? Uh, you're so angry because your father died. Yeah, I know, a but part he... Of me, would you just, okay. A part of me wanted him to just shake the kid and be like, you killed my dad and you still have one. You know what I mean? Like, just, a, you know, because it's hard to be so enraged and you're having a moment where you're angry because your father is no longer there and then all of a sudden you see a kid and later it got explained really well and made a lot of sense but in the moment I was like oh man. But do you think they would have been wrong? Yeah it was definitely wrong but I'm just saying when you're that hyped up it's hard to turn it off that quickly well but archie made the right choice and, yeah, and I, that's what control. i'm saying but i was that's why i was surprised how quickly he was able to turn it off well yeah the explanation which he tells to his friends yeah. is that he lied he would have done that he's you know he's done so many horrible things yeah he's done so many horrible things over the past three seasons alone he's yeah. lied to his dad constantly as he says he sees himself in that kid, yeah. and he knows that dad is doing what his dad would do as well. And that's why he decides to make that change. Yeah. Uh, and then ultimately we get, uh, I know I keep saying this is the point that I cried, but another just, I think, the most beautiful, heartbreaking thing of the entire episode. When I watched it the second time through, uh, I was in the middle of my office, and I was like, well, I'm going to look away from this scene. I can't actually watch this in the office and start sobbing in front of everybody. Uh, because they get the body, they're driving the body back, FP is waiting for them outside of town. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if I'm going to get through describing this, frankly. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) All right, I've been wanting to see this. (laughs) Yes, Uh, but FP says, hey, Fred deserves this. We're going to give you an escort through town. Yeah. And you finished describing it, Justin. Uh, I really can't. Oh, tough Justin will finish it. Yeah. Yeah. so um, Cheryl has set up a parade for the town. We yeah. didn't talk about the scene earlier where um, Cheryl talks to Archie's mom and says, hey, I've been through hell, and she's super upset with my brother dying. I don't want you to ever feel that way. I'm going to do something to help you. And we don't know what it is until this moment when they have a parade. Everyone in town has come out. Truly everyone, like, we see a shot of Pops, Pops and then the waitress at Pops yeah. is, like, specifically, like, they're doing it. Like, truly any yeah, character. We see Peaches and Cream. We see yeah. uh, Shoni with the baby. Yeah. yeah. One of the babies, I think, or were they both? both I only saw one baby, I so I don't baby. know. Where's uh, that? Was it Juniper or Dagwood? Let's say Juniper. Okay. I was going to say Dagwood. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Mystery. That's the difference between you two. Yeah. Also, my daughter's uh, name is yeah, Juniper. And everybody, so they're having, <laughs> they've turned July 4th into an um, impromptu Fred Andrews celebration. Wow. And what's amazing about this moment to me is I was sobbing my eyes out the entire time, but it's hopeful and it's positive. Yeah. And you look at the faces of Betty and Jughead in particular as they're driving through and they're seeing everything. And they're so touched and warmed. They've been on this journey outside of town to come back to Riverdale and see all this. And particularly also, 
after everything the town of Riverdale has been through over the past three years, to see everybody come together for this one thing recenters them as a town. I know I've been using the word recenter a lot this podcast, but yeah. it does that. It also uh, reminds us that everybody cares about each other. It brings the town together and it really wipes the slate clean going into the rest of season four. And even beyond that, like we've never seen the town of Riverdale be together positively. Yeah. Even from the, the first season premiere, it was like, well, this is the town a- with Pep, but there's fucked up stuff underneath. Yeah. And so we actually see it for the first time in this episode. And I thought that was great. And narratively, it sets us up for f- a further fall when things start going crazy later in the season. So outside of all the tribute of this episode, I thought this was so important to see the yeah. town and in a good place for a change so that we can start from there rather than the sinister underpinnings that we always started with. Yeah, it wonderful, wonderful scene, yeah. wonderfully directed, wonderfully acted, wonderfully staged. Um, I will never describe it out loud because I'll start crying. Great. So then we get to the funeral itself, though. Yep. We which, see Josie singing. Um, Archie speaks. Oh, she it's, kills that she's song. Great. Oh my god! And then uh, uh, the parade <laughs> got me choked up. But then when you saw the actual picture of Fred Andrews, yeah. oh, I lost. Well, it that's there another again. very specific choice that they make is they don't show you Luke Perry until that point. Yeah. yeah, and they don't show you to what you were mentioning earlier in the dream sequence. We don't see flashbacks to Fred or anything yeah. like that. No. It isn't until very at the end of the episode that we start to see his face. I'm so glad that we did get to do that. I well, was worried I, we I weren't going to get any of that. I think, no, I, I think the point was that like Archie, we need to go through that journey. We need to deal with our grief, deal with our anger, deal with our denial first. And then you get to acceptance, which is where Archie is at. At the point of the funeral. And we hear him speak, and it's super sad, but it feels like he has come to terms with it, uh, at least enough for now. I thought that was great. Uh, We learned that Hiram paid for the funeral, which I thought was great. Again, the town's coming together. Um, for all the like little grievances and grudges everyone has with each other about all the like attempted murder and stuff, uh, Hiram still steps up and is like, "Well, which sad to see him seems." Go. We also get this montage of scenes after Jughead has written his uh, essay, his obituary for Fred Andrews uh, for the newspaper, where we get to see Alice who has ascended with the farm. She's reading about it. Uh, Hermione is reading it in jail. Uh, I was angry crying just like she was when when I saw that part. Like, angry she crying. was crying, crying. They all were. And I think yeah, but, all... like, she also, because she really was hoping that her and Fred Andrews could have right. something. Because Well, but uh, what I was going to say about it is... To me, even though it was surprising to see Alice like that, given we were left on this cliffhanger of everybody disappeared, where do they go? So we know she's somewhere rather mm. than nowhere. Yep. Uh, is that that is what Fred meant to everybody on the show. Like, even if they would have little squabbles, everybody liked him. Like, even Hiram liked him. Even when Fred walked in and was like, I'm going to kill you if you do anything else to my son. Mm. Hiram still didn't hate Fred. At they all grew point. up together. And like, the, exactly. just like our gang, like, I think that's such a great legacy is such a big part of the show. And we got to see that I thought was really nice. And I also get like, it shows the strength of the narrative of this show that they can be like, ah, we, we, you know, you're going to see Alice eventually anyway. <laughs> right. Let's mm-hmm. just see her now because it's important. She's in this episode and yeah. in this tribute. And then we'll deal with the surprise and secrecy of her storyline in the future. Exactly. Uh, there's this great, great scene of Betty clearing off her father's graffiti grave oh. that I thought was just perfectly done. Not a huge scene. Not, there's no, I think there's no dialogue in it, but just a great emotional flourish that it's like, yes, this episode is about Archie and Fred Andrews, but Betty lost her father and the circumstances were much worse. The town did not I'm worried roll. that that's going to pull uh it may. Those two together. Uh, I don't. I don't. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, and I, I think, think that so. would be. I think we're all fully on board with that. Uh, <laughs> no, so I no, think that's fine. But let me finish my point. Like, uh, Luke, uh, Fred Andrews got in a parade. Her father has a graffitied headstone, and I thought that was just so well done. Right, and I think that also points to everybody else is there for Archie in this episode, and that points to how much Betty is there for Archie in this episode that she does not bring up her father. She does not bring up that her father got killed, I think, in the timeline a month or two earlier, something yeah. like that, and it's they watched it happen. Amazing. 
It's well, it's uh, to your point. Like it's a very nice, very subtle note that drives that home, and it drives home the strength of that character. Yeah, and the disparity of like the town doesn't like Hal Cooper. He was a murderer, <laughs> uh, so that makes sense. But Betty isn't. Uh, like she's someone that should be taken care of, and it feels like she wasn't. Well, but uh, also the other thing that it gets across with that scene is that she still cares about her dad despite everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she, there's that little move where she clears a little bit of trash off yeah. of the grave, and that says everything that you need to say in that scene. It was just so good. Um, we get uh, Jughead narrating the obituary um, oh. using the line knight in flannel armor. Yes. yes. Just some good stuff right there. Yeah. Um, and then the scene, what really, this is when I was sort of building up to some real crying here, is the um, the fireworks scene, oh. uh, the last song they were scoring that with, this sort of like just good old song. Uh, I thought that was great. And then the final moment of Archie in the garage with a jalopy. Well, we before see- we get there, yeah. though, okay. before we get there, I, I agree, that killed me, but... You have that beautiful fireworks moment, and then they cut to Archie and Veronica talking. And we touched on this earlier, but Veronica, Archie says, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good for my oh, dad. Yeah, and too. Veronica says, no, you are good, Archie. And he says, no. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't exactly been good. I, I haven't been as good as my dad. That's what we're gonna, I'm going to strive for that. I'm going to make him proud for me. Yeah. And that sends him off into the entire season. It sends his character off into the entire season. I was kind of like, oh boy, that doesn't sound good. That feels like a catapult, but also points to just this great, uh, like problem that Archie has of feeling inadequate. And it's like, it's so funny because Archie in the comic book character that's based on knows he's good, is good, does, is never questioning himself. And it seems like as the show has gone on, all Archie ever does is question himself. And it's gotten more and more intense the more we've gotten. And this is like sort of a peak so, where he's like, I really need to be good. So then Archie goes in his house and, you know. Into the garage. Into the garage. And, and then, I'll, I'll mention there's some beautiful lighting here because the fireworks are happening outside. So yeah. you see yeah. just the lights keep changing color outside of the windows Mm-hmm. as they flash through these scenes of Luke Perry from the show. Yeah, the soundproofing, I uh, started bawling. That's really, this scene really got me. It was done, because it's like how you remember people that you've lost in your life, where you don't get a scene, you get a flash. Yeah, You yeah. get just a moment with that person, and I thought this was just like, Really, really, yeah, truly I started honest. bawling at the soundproofing, yeah. and then I the lo- car I mean, stuff. I started bawling because I love a soundproof room. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the thing is, you can say whatever you want. There. <laughs> you can shout. You can shout, and no one can hear yes. you. And that's just... I wish this room, <laughs> I wish this room were soundproof. Uh, uh, so, yes, like we were talking about, though, you do get those flashes, like the fireworks that are flashing yes. outside. Okay. Yeah, yeah, visual metaphor going on there. Nice. Uh, but you do see, Fred, it's... Uh, heart-rending. It finally gives us that release that we've been waiting for the entire episode to actually see him, to actually remember him. Also, yes, the shot of, like, Fred Andrews when his son, like, said, hey, we're making this car, and it's like he was seeing Archie, and Archie was seeing him, and it was like that moment of him being like, like, Thank you, son. Like, this means a lot to me. And, like, they really looked at each other. And having that moment kind of, like, hang there was really powerful. Do you think Archie's going to feel like he needs to repair that car? Um, I think so. Yeah. Is there a character in the show that we know is, like, good at repairing cars that might want to spend some, I don't know, sexually charged time with Archie? Are you thinking of Dr. Automobiles? That's what I'm thinking <laughs> of. The character they're introducing this season. Dr. Automobiles. I'm talking uh, about Betty Cooper, yes, the best mechanic in all of Riverdale. I, Maybe going to put some time. You keep pushing in. this. You keep pushing this. I'm pushing this. it. I'm offering an, a sure. theory out there of something uh, that. Yes, but the, then, last, the last thing that I want to say, though, is uh, that very last shot is him just finally allowing himself to cry yeah. release at the car. Yeah. And like we were talking about earlier, this is. This is the journey that we go on with Archie. We are allowed to cry and remember Luke Perry and Fred Andrews because his character is able to do the same thing. And then we get that title card come up of Luke Perry in memoriam at the end. That was just like the timing of that and how it all with the music. Just so beautiful, so classy, so well done. Yeah, overall, this was a... Incredible, unique episode of television that, again, I 
Cannot imagine the heroic effort that went into making it behind the scenes from writing to directing to acting to absolutely everybody in the crew to be able to make it through that on set is nothing short of a miracle. But to all of the millions of people all over the world that Luke Perry touched the hearts of throughout the past uh, 50 years, this was for them as well. This was for us. This was for everybody else that watches Riverdale. And they made sure that everybody was included in that grieving process. And it was a really beautiful thing to see. Yeah. yeah. I also just wanted to say for Archie's like speech that he gave at the funeral, like that was really impressive. And I'm really the choices that they were. And just saying the fact that like he was the greatest man I've ever known was really awesome and powerful because it was also like he was talking about Luke Perry, you know, yeah. and the shot of the two of them on set, they did that kind of like light in one room and kind of like faded the black to the other. And then that came up really just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was a great episode. Uh, we are, we usually end every episode talking about who won the episode. I think it's pretty clear that was Fred Daddy. Andrews. Oh, Fred Andrews. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was Fred Andrews. Uh, our heart goes out to absolutely everybody who knew him yes. and loved him. Um, we will be back with a more normal episode of Riverdale After Dark next week. That's true. Yes. But in the meantime, if you do want to support this podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll chat with you about Riverdale. Pete, what do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live and at Riverdale Dark. Also on Instagram at Riverdale After and on Facebook at Riverdale After Dark, I believe. I'll have to check that next time. Also, <laughs> Comic Book Club at Live.com for this podcast and more. You could subscribe and comment and please do on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Android, or the app of your choice and we will see you next time After Dark. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.